In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Me Show Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing, we are in the midst of Black History Month. Yes, sir. And I said that wrong. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of Black Music Month. Hey, 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 hey. Every month is Black History Month. <laughs> But this is Black Music History Month. You notice I didn't skip a beat. You said we're in Black History Month. I was like, well, that's right, because it's June, Well, which is a month. I was redoing it as an edit point, but now I won't. There you go. So it's all in. That's we're doing right. it live. That's right. It's Black Music Month, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight we have a very special guest sitting in with us. You heard her last week on the Michelle Mission feed, her great podcast, the first time I heard. Yes. She is a noted music critic and a a a stylish woman, I have to say. All right. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, show your love, as they say, <laughs> to Toya Haynes. Yeah. Hey, hey, Toya. How y'all doing? What's How up, Toya? Yeah. It's good to see y'all. Good to see you. Good, good to, to see, see you, as always. And Thank for you. Black Music Month, she is bringing us Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. That is a good one. I asked her to be, I said, hey, we're doing Black Music Month. Um, I wanted to know if you would be interested. Dave Chappelle's Block Party, what day? <laughs> <laughs> You've been training for this moment. <laughs> well, no, okay, because I did, um, because we reviewed House Party together, and mm -hmm. I know I said House Party too. Yes. I didn't know we wanted to talk about it, which I still want to talk about. Yes, yes. But yes. I did not want to miss this moment within Black Music Month to discuss this film. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Like House Party Two, we can, you know, yes, yes, anytime. But yeah. I didn't want to miss this moment for this particular film. What now? What about this film in particular? Mm. Like, just like calls for, to you so much. Oh my gosh, it's so much. It's it now was. Should a, we be doing this now? End. Why not? All right. <laughs> the it was almost the end of a certain era, mm -hmm. as far as the the whole Soulquarian collective with Questlove and James Poyser and all them and right. um it was around the time Jay Dilla had died about yes. months yeah. before yeah 
Yeah, the, um, the film is dedicated to Yeah, Jack. so there's yeah. like a lot of very significant moments. And I think just even that era of music, um, I think that's part of what makes it very, very important is that how organic, every, how they would create so organically. Mm-hmm. And you got to see that on stage. And that was, even Questlove mentioned, you know, he said yeah. he felt that that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. Like that was, that was the... That was the end of that era. Yeah. That movie. So yeah. that's part of the reason why I think it's it's important because it's the only film that really documents that chemistry that they had together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. That is very true. It is it's definitely a, a slice of a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go over some, some news that has been out there percolating. People have hit us up on our Michelle Mission uh, Facebook group. They like to leave us uh, notices of things that are happening in black cinema and stuff like that there. Uh, there was a, a a documentary speaking of black music on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware of this documentary, uh, Toya, The Black Godfather. Yes. Mm. About Clarence Avant. Yes. Whom I had never heard of. Were you familiar with Clarence? I'm assuming I, you probably were. I'm very familiar with Clarence Avon, and I've been waiting very impatiently for an autobiography from him for years. Right. Oh. Years. Like, I'm like, somebody has got to document the amazing stories. I'm like, I know he, Quincy Jones has some stories. Mm-hmm. Clarence Avon's got some some stories, you know? Right. And, you know, year after year, you know, he'd get award after award and not get a not, you know, book wouldn't come out. So when I found out the documentary was coming out, I was like, oh, finally, we have something to show yeah. how important this man has been yeah. to entertainment, you know, black Hollywood and music. Right. Um, I have like the soul whisperer for like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like if you don't know, it's fine. But people that really, really need to know. Right. And understand like the mover and the shaker and the originator of so many things that he is like he's very important. Yeah. You've seen the documentary? I have not. You haven't mm. seen it? I have not. And I know, Vince, not you yet. haven't seen it either. I, I haven't seen it. It's, it's that weird space in the Williams household where me and my wife have to be in the same place yes. to see it. And we haven't managed yeah. to just carve out the time to watch yeah. it together. I have someone that I have to watch it with. Like, I can't watch it by myself. Right. And so just trying to coordinate that time. As much as I said I've been dying for a right. book. You would think I'd have jumped on it the minute yeah. it came out, and it's like I actually have is it my wife? To... Are, are you are you waiting to watch it with my wife too? <laughs> yes, actually. We should probably talk. <laughs> no, it's 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 my god sister. Okay, so we've been talking about it, and I was like, okay, we have to really because I know we're gonna just chop it up for hours. Mm-hmm. Probably after. Oh yeah. So I gotta wait. Well, not knowing anything about Clarence Avant, mm-hmm. um, so going in this totally blind. Mm-hmm. You need to see this <laughs> because it will blow your mind. Like he, he is, he is literally Forrest Gump with agency. Yeah, because he he is behind every right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's back there. Like hey, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and you know without giving it away. There's a story about him, Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg, Michael Jackson, and Mm E.T. that just blew my mind. (laughs) It blew my mind. I was like, what? 
what? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this dude is like, and he's just so unassuming. So unassuming. He's been the man sitting next to the man for like 200 years. I mean, just in every era. Like, mm-hmm. there are people that I knew that were, you know, in the music scene during like maybe the New Jack era mm-hmm. or like the Bad Boy era. Yeah. And Clarence Avant was there. And then yes. you got like Duke Ellington, <laughs> whatever. Right, right, and, like, right. and he was there. Like, he has been in every era and aspect of the industry for so long. Yes. And there could be a separate, like, I would almost want to buy this documentary on Blu-ray because mm-hmm. I know that there is a 45-minute special feature that is just Clarence sitting with Quincy Jones. Oh, my, my goodness. Gosh. Just busting it up. Yeah. Because they bust it up just a little bit in mm-hmm. this joint, and I'm I'm there. <gasps> they just know so much. Yes. I, I, just you can't even imagine. Unreal. unreal. The FBI might get involved. <laughs> right. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's a great documentary. Mm. Yeah, I can't talk about it with y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I just knew this would be the room. But right, right, right. I Not know. Yet. We're getting there. We're of getting all there. People. Right. No, no, no. Give no, me another no. week. Give me another week. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, uh, are you familiar with uh, a movie that's going to be coming out in September? The Godfather of Harlem. With Forrest Whitaker. Well, that's the television show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, and it stars Nigel Thatch playing Malcolm X. No. It's the story of Bumpy Johnson, infamous crime boss. It's, uh, that looks pretty pretty interesting. Forrest Whitaker playing uh, Bumpy Johnson. Um, the story tells the true story of Johnson's attempt to regain control of his city from the Italian mob and his alliance with radical preacher Malcolm X. Yeah, it does look interesting. Mm-hmm. It's on some weird, it's on like epics. Look at to see where this is going to be. Uh, yeah, epics. Yeah. E-P-I-X. Epics doing good stuff. They, yeah, I mean, they're they trying to get a slice of that pie. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him either. You know, they know what they got to do. Um, let's. You know, last week on the Michelle Mission, we reviewed Michael Jackson's "This Is It." I'm curious, Toya, as a music <laughs> critic. Oh, if y'all could see your face. <laughs> I'm curious of your thoughts of this documentary. It's so funny. I just got got rid of my worn and torn Michael Jackson This Is It keychain I had. like Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. I was there. I saw the movie twice in mm-hmm. the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I saw it. They released it not too long after he passed. And yeah. I remember seeing it. I think it might have been around midnight when I was still living in Nashville. And I remember there was just, you know, a bunch of us and we were very quiet. Mm. We were very quiet, and you can hear some some little bit of crying, sobbing here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we left, we were very quiet, you know. I and um, especially that Human Nature performance jacked me up yeah. so we talked about, we bad. Talked about that bad. Yeah, that thing jacked that. me up so bad. Um, and just, I, I I love that movie. I can't watch it a lot. Um, because even, of the feelings? Yeah, because of the yeah. feelings and thinking about, you know, I felt so bad for like those kids that were so excited to dance with them, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and a, I think a number of them wound up in like the Michael Jackson Circuit of Soleil. Yeah, um, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, but still, you know, um, because his death was so untimely. 
Yeah. And then going back to see it a second time was different because I saw with a lot of like my friends that were like musicians and and entertainers, and it was to see them watch, as they would say, a clinic of showmanship mm-hmm. and how to firmly and directly, but still kindly talk about you know say what you want in your performance. Do right. it for the love. Do it for the love. Do let it, it sizzle. It's not <laughs> what he was talking <laughs> about. Let it love. sizzle. Yeah. You know and. Um, so even that is watching it from that perspective and not think, oh my gosh, Michael Jackson's gone. But watching it from a learning perspective was good too. So mm-hmm. I kind of needed to see it twice okay. for right. that reason. you know. But the first time we saw it, it was so somber. We were just depressed. <laughs> like that yeah. whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a sh- it, uh, it's, it's interesting viewing. Uh, we, we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed uh, chopping it up about Michael Jackson's This Is It. Um, are you, would you consider yourself um, a big moviegoer? No. No? Not at all. No? I, if people ask me about movies all the time and I go, you know I don't watch things. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. So are you against the technology no, I of just, movies? I forget things come out. Okay. Like I just, I really do. Like I'll forget. There are certain movies that I did not see for the longest time that everyone has seen. And I'll just be like, I honestly forgot. Or maybe, sometimes I just don't care, but sometimes right, I right, just, right. I really, like I think you and I had a conversation once about Len, about Star Wars. Yeah. And then you were like, and then the movies before, and then something came out, I was like, wait a minute. There's Star Wars, there's Return of the Jedi, there's Empire Strikes Back. Right. What do you mean there's like three movies before and three movies <laughs> After and solo and all, like I don't even what? Like what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's a whole world I of know Star nothing Wars. Nothing about that. I know Ewoks and I know <laughs> of uh, all the things too. Now, <laughs> those how three you movies? pick out Ewoks? Because I remember the Ewoks when I was little from from what you call it from Empire Strikes Back, right? Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. The, third, the la- To me, the last one. Yes. yes. To me, the last one. Return of the Jedi. So yes. that's what I know. Okay. But just, I mean, there's so many movies. You'd be, you'd be embarrassed to know me if if you asked me about certain movies, and I'd be like, I didn't see it. Really? Yeah. But I bet you've seen hip hop influenced movies. Though. Yes. That's and, where you go. And many Tyler Perry movies. Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, maybe that's why you don't like movies. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, I'm look, holding I'm on not, to that copy of Boo. I'm not. Ashamed. <laughs> oh God. No. Ashamed to say that I've seen plenty of Tyler Perry movies. I'm not ashamed to say that, but I've seen plenty of Tyler. Perry <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen them twice? In the privacy of my own home or in the theater? In the theater. Have I seen any of his movies twice in the theater? I'm trying to think. Did I see Why Did I Get Married twice? Wow. Because I really love that movie. You love Why Did I Get Married? I do. But I think Why Did I Get Married, too, is like one of the worst movies ever made in the history of cinema. Uh, uh, yeah. And I don't watch... This is from someone that doesn't watch things. Yeah, but Why Do You Get get Married is not far from... I really like that movie. Because... It's good. And I like Jill, I like Jill Scott's is performance it? a lot. See, okay, here's the thing. I think, okay... I think because you guys are so well versed in in cinema, and you know what is crap. I don't. So to me, the things I watch are pretty. Fluffy. I believe you. <laughs> right, are pretty fluffy. On the flip side, on the flip side, if you were to ask me about certain 
types of music and albums and things. And yeah. you were like, I really like it. We're like, how could you like that? Where, you, blah, like blah, blah. you know, like, that's my thing. Got you. Got movies, you. Not, movies, not your things. Not so much. Okay. so Not so much. So who would be the Tyler Perry of music that, like, if someone told you, I like such and such, you would say, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Oh, I can't say that because I might want to interview them one day. This stuff comes back to haunt you. Podcast. What is that? You get a political all of a sudden? I got to be careful about what I say. Like I might have to, you know, I might interview them for something when, and I got to be, I have to be careful. Well, I'm curious, um, and and Vince is a bit of a music critic as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So not even a bit. He actually (sighs) wrote about this stuff Mm -hmm. just like you did. Um, I have recently found myself revisiting the very short discography of Keith Washington. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. And okay. Keith <laughs> Washington. It's his face. You I know, can see his expression. You, you, you know why? I need to know the process. <laughs> That yes. ends with Keith Washington. I'm going to listen to some Keith Washington. I, I, yeah, okay, I, too, I'll tell I too you. am intrigued. I, I'll tell you. Um, for reasons I'd rather not get into, my sister, uh, my older sister, has been playing a lot of James Ingram. Okay. Okay. Lately, okay. Right? Okay. Love James Ingram. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And There's a lot of James Ingram to play. <laughs> unlike. He has a discography. Yes. He does. Um, so... But listening to that, I, it got me thinking about the 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 male singers that have followed in his wake. Okay, you know, um, and <laughs> this is going to be a long road. No, it's not going to be long. It's not going to be long. And so Keith Washington. So well, because I started thinking about you know, like, well, who followed James Ingram, and then I started envisioning like. James Ingram, the man, mm-hmm. right? You know, the nice put together brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like dudes with mustaches, pretty yes. much. Vince, you think of Joe? That's it. Because then, for some reason, I went to Gerald Levert. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Uh, like me some Gerald Levert. Love Gerald Levert, of course. And I then I listened to Gerald Levert sing. Oh, I can't remember. It was, it was a duet with Tamia okay. um, that I love. But anyway, that got me onto duets. Okay, duets. Which okay. got me to Shantae Moore yes, okay. yes, with Keith yes. Washington, Candlelight and You. Candlelight and You. Which from boy, House Party 2. From the House Party 2 soundtrack. Hey. Which got me to Keith Washington. So now you're sitting somewhere listening to Keith Washington. And you know what? I used to, look, I don't know about you, Vince, but Keith Washington's first album, I used to listen to that on repeat love ready willing and able i could listen to that song right now and i'll be bouncing i was bouncing all over this house this morning cleaning (laughs) the bathroom once you leave kissing you i'm not finished with keith washington i don't know anything about keith washington i know he always looked like his mustache was permed (laughs) you know it's all good night (laughs) like keith washington had that 80s male (laughs) perm he did but, but then it looked like his mustache, mustache was wavy. It was, it was, it was like, was. did he brush the perm he over did. his mustache? He, he too? probably did. He probably He's did. He's got like a wavy mustache. He, he did. And Kissing You is a great song. I mean, Kissing you, know. you is bringing in checks right now for him. Yeah, yes, oh, yeah. it is. It yeah. is. And it's probably the only thing. I mean, but, you um, know, mustache ain't But Candlelight in You is a good song. It is. So is his other. Um, I can't talk to you anymore about duet. it. <laughs> 
You know, you know it. I his don't. other duet was Shantae Moore. Yes, it's called uh, I Love You. Yes, yeah. I Love You. It's off his second album. I have no idea what you... Uh, Keith Washington had two albums. <laughs> Dude, what this is why you don't keep watching. This is why he had to leave the house in the morning. I'm he, learning all kinds of things. <laughs> he has more than... He had, had more than one album. He has more than one album. Where do you stand with Keith Washington, Toya? You know, Keith Washington, I don't really understand why he didn't move beyond what he was doing because he's wonderful voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, he uh, had that one Martin episode. Remember? Okay. <laughs> it was on Martin. Like, I remember that. Like, I don't understand why things did not go. He had the look. He had the look. Again, again, the aforementioned mustache. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got lost behind Brian McKnight or... Brian McKnight was a little after him now. Like, right, so like he had a space right, before Brian McKnight. But he, he didn't have that long of a space. I, he had enough space. But there was room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was room. Okay. So yeah. I don't know what happened. He should have gotten Will Downing's spot quietly. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what? Because I, I remember. Know. That's his spot. Video Soul. I remember they were back to back. That's right. They were back to back because he was. it was kissing you. And then um, there was Will Downing's cover I'll try. of "I Try." I'll hit the cover of and I, that, that's right. Back back. And they came out around the yeah, same they time. Sure did. And Will Downing, God bless that brother, he wasn't as put together physically, though, no. as Keith Washington. Not as pretty. Will Downing is the spot Keith Washington should have had, and I don't yeah. know what happened. That Rochelle Farrell duet mm. took him into space. So I don't know. I don't know what happened with Keith Washington. Yeah, but- I don't know. Yeah. I do have questions. Yeah. Now, now. Because actually. Now I'm curious. Because now I'm you think curious. about it, not only does he get lost, Candlelight and You, great duet. Oh my gosh, so good. But Shantae Moore kind of got lost herself. She took off a little bit and then she um, she married Kadeem Hardison, came out with Shantae's Got a Man. Shantae's Got a Man. And that was her return. And then right. he broke and up. Then, and then Shantae no longer had a man. No, no, no. And then she was on Ron Isley's Contagious with That's R. Kelly. Right. She's that female voice. I know. Put away your cane. <laughs> Shut up, two men are talking. Um, <laughs> hey, Mr. B. A mess. So, like, I. Shouldn't talk to the ladies. And like then this. she and Kenny Lattimore, who's another one I can't who is still anymore. getting checks from a song. Yeah. Um, I never. I never. Awesome. One and a half songs. So. Cause we 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 way up in che- it's real cheesy right now, y'all. It is. We real cheesy. But, Kenny, but but I I hear you on Kenny Lattimore. Keith Washington was not cheesy. He was not, and well, he was right there on the board. No, he, he wasn't. was. No, he he, wasn't. he was like you write at smooth jazz. No, no, he wasn't. You were Vince. right. You didn't at, listen to you him. You were right at smooth no, jazz. No, he wasn't. Vince. He was. You were right. And there was nothing. Wasn't. But there was nothing wrong with that. Right but at, he wasn't. You were right at smooth jazz and white Zinfandel and sent it. <laughs> No, a, you're not. In a box. No, you're not. No, you're doing Keith Washington wrong. No, he like wasn't. you invited your lady over to your apartment and made her some um <laughs> some salmon. I can't. You made her some salmon. Yes, I. And some rice pilaf. But I'm sure. I'm and then serve her some white Zinfandel. I'm sure that's and a good album on, though. You put on some Keith Washington. <laughs> he had on like a mustard blazer. He sure did. In a mock turtleneck because you, know, <laughs> you invited this lady over for dinner. Leave Keith Washington alone, Vince. I shouldn't say this because I know this is going to take us on a tangent, but I have to bring this up. We cannot, we cannot have issue with bringing up Keith Washington and still making him relevant when Gregory Abbott has a greatest hits album. 
How does Gregory Abbott have Thank you. what's on it? Thank you. Thank you. If Gregory Abbott can have a greatest hits album, Keith Washington deserves every bit of success that he has gotten. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Best, not best of. He does not. I'm not talking a maxi single. I'm not talking about an EP. This brother has a full fledged greatest hits. I don't know if he was big in Japan and we didn't know. I don't know, but I remember seeing on on Amazon and I said, "You've got to be kidding me." (laughs) The best, "Shake You Down," the best of Gregory Abbott. "Shake You Down." And other songs. Other songs. I just is the remix, the extended, the Spanish version. Like I have no idea what else could be on this album. Look, if Young MC can have a best of album, oh wow! Anybody can have a best of album, and it's a thing. And it's a thing. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been fun. But you know what's more fun? What? Talking about Dave Chappelle's Block yes. Party. Yes. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Status, immigration, and people. Status tells the human stories that immigration impacts. Somebody might be in the U.S. on a E-1 or an H-1B, maybe a J-2 or an F-1. They might be undocumented, or they may have their green card. They might be moving to Canada for a job, or to the U.K., or maybe they're trying to escape violence in their home country. In any case, every immigrant has a story. Status tells those stories and how the complex reality of immigration weaves its way into the narrative. Listen here to Status, Immigration and People, available on Podglamour. We get in our Cadillac, like we always do, and we go drive, go golfing. Next thing we know, we see Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Do you like rap music? Will y'all come to my block party in New York? It's in Brooklyn on Saturday. Oh! Ain't nothing like a James Brown hit to set the mood. Hit me. See? Hit me again. That's right. Hit me. These are the golden tickets. We Willy Wonka didn't even give out this one. You ready? Saturday night? Bring your Timberlands. I knew I should have bought a phone. What? What? Attention, Huxtables. There is a block party right around the corner. Bring Rudy, Theo. What I gotta do to make you understand? All this is gonna be people. I can see it now. Featuring barbecue chicken for lunch. Will y'all come play at my block party in New York? This is the concert I've always wanted to see. All these people, before I ever met them, I was fans of theirs. Dream come true. Oh, snap. Pimpalicious. Block party in front of your house Saturday. Excited? Yes, and you're welcome to come and rest your loins at any point. 
You ready? Set. I didn't say go. <laughs> hey, Moose. Hey, dude. Make some noise for a miracle. The Fuji. I play to win. I'm putting some money on the table. Dave Chappelle's Block Party, 2005 documentary film hosted, written by comedian Dave Chappelle, directed by uh, Miguel Gondry. The film and its soundtrack are dedicated to the memory of music producer Jay Dilla, who died from lupus one month mm. before the film's release. The film follows Chappelle during the summer of 2004 up until September 18th, when he threw a block party on the corner of Quincy Street and Downing Street in the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York. It features nearby sites, including the Broken Angel House uh, in Brooklyn, as well as areas of Fort Greene, Brooklyn, Bedford-Stuyvesant. He also invited several hip-hop and neo-soul musical artists to perform at the party and also brought along the Central State University marching band from Ohio, where Dave Chappelle calls home. This film features performances by Kanye West, Most Def, Talib Kweli, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, The Roots, Common, Big Daddy Kane, Bilal, Cody Chestnut, John Legend, Cool G Rap, and the reunion mm. of the Fugees. Crazy. In Dave Chappelle's Block Party, Toya Haynes' yes. selection for Black Music Month here on the Michaud Mission. Toya, what you got to say about Ooh. Black Party? Also, Dead Presidents. Did you mention Dead Presidents? I did Pres say Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents? Okay, I just want to make sure because that was a very important oh, most part certainly. of the movie. I... So many things I love about this movie. One thing I really... I'll say the first thing that I mentioned I really love about this movie is that it just really showed Dave Chappelle as a music lover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, remove everything, you know, went to Africa, is worth a bajillion dollars, everything. He's just someone that loves music and wanted people to experience what he experiences when he listens to this type of soul music. Yes. Mm -hmm. And did, of course, use, you know, his, his friendships, his relationships, and his celebrity to bring all these people together for this moment. And I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I went about it, you know, understanding that, okay, we do have a small budget, you right, know, right, we do, right. you know, I can't, this isn't like a full fledged movie or whatever, but really making sure that it, it, the feeling carried its weight from the, from the conception of it all the way to the end. Right. I thought was really great about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, you're absolutely right. There's an, um, what I 
like if you ever watched like the Chappelle show mm-hmm. or even some of his concerts, you know that he's a fan of hip hop mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he would have, you know, hip hop music on his concerts and he'd have the the performers on his show mm-hmm. and everything like that. But what this shows, what this brought you into is that his love of the the music is not the music alone. Mm-hmm. It's the culture yes. of hip hop yes. and everything that it means for him. It's very authentic mm-hmm. for him. It's a part of his DNA. And just as he has u- uses his comedy to share slices of himself, mm-hmm. he, he wants to share this aspect of it, of him with you, with mm-hmm. the audience and with, and also he wants to, share his world he's definitely a kid of brooklyn he's definitely a new yes. york a new york yeah. state of mind but he's a man that lives in ohio mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. for a reason for yeah. a reason you know what i mean yes. and he's trying to bring some of that here to mm-hmm. new york because he knows that they will appreciate it it's i it's just a really a great time mm-hmm. the whole thing. yeah there there are two things that this film makes me that it makes me think about the first is is the musical documentary watt stacks yes yes, yes. Yeah, yeah where there's so much of as you said ohio but brooklyn as well that the community and the mm-hmm. people are as much of a player in this film as the musicians yeah are. Mm-hmm. and i think it speaks to what you just said where, where dave Chappelle is is a, a, a child of hip-hop and mm-hmm. he's a lover of this culture and he's a lover of these artists but like the best comedians dave Chappelle is also a man of his environment mm-hmm. so on the one hand he is a you know relatively young black man and and everything that goes along with that so so he's making this music with these young black men and women or or he's you know making this film with them and his relationship with them is very personal but then it is his relationship with the people from Ohio mm-hmm. the you know the woman who works at the store that he buys mm-hmm. the cigarettes from yeah. the two little brothers that he blesses with the tickets <laughs> yes yes come. i love them the whole spine of the film almost which is this marching band mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he just kind of stumbles upon and and brings them all to it and it it lends a real warmth to this so mm-hmm. that it makes it more than just a a concert film and then the other thing that it made me think of is the rat pack hmm. okay and what i mean by that is this one of the things that i've that that kind of made the rat pack the rat pack was that you had this group of men who were so supremely confident in their own skills and talents that they could open themselves up to be fans of each other. Yeah. So that, you know, Dean Martin, you know, Dean Martin would watch Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. would watch Frank Sinatra and they were all fans of each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that just permeates this thing that these are artists who love each other. Yes. Yeah. 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 So much so that <clears throat> I think it is very, it's very genuine when 
other artists jump on stage while others are performing. Right. Yeah. And like some of it is planned, but some of it I think is like very just organic. And mm-hmm. as the, the camera moves around back and forth, because you know, it's very kinetic in this and the other, there are scene there are shots of most deaf or or John Legend or Jill Scott or Erica Badu, and they're on the side singing each other's songs yeah yeah because they're fans too mm-hmm. and again it, i think warm is what i get from this more than anything mm-hmm. else that warmth mm-hmm. yeah very 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 true so the documentary um features like this this group you know the, these artists who are like you said they're fans but they're a family yeah. yeah, they all know one another, mm-hmm. and I think one of the most joyful parts of of this movie is when Erica Badu is performing. Yeah, and she loses her wig, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, not for nothing. I liked her fine with just her regular. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Hair. I was like, right. yo, you should have came out like that. Yeah, handling. But I love that they then cut to Jill Scott in mm-hmm. the back watching her, and she is just like, "Go ahead, girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead, just riding with her." Man. Yeah, I just I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to thank you, Toya, for choosing this film because not that it had ever dissipated, but watching this film because I had never seen it. Oh, really? I never seen it. I never seen it. Um. I knew about it, of right, course, right, right. But I mm-hmm. just never got around. To, it's one of those black films I never got around to see. Right, right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I saw it twice in the theater, but yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but I thank you for choice, choosing this because <laughs> this movie made me fall in love with Jill Scott all over again. Mm. Man. Easy. Man, Easy. no, no, dude. First of all, like the second I see her, she ain't even doing nothing. She's just nothing. Jill. She just and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> God. And then when she's talking to she, she's talking to like the the the, the, the cameraman mm-hmm. who you don't really hear the whole time, but you hear this one moment because she's sitting there watching Erica Badu, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, you know, wow, well, you know, you're gonna have to follow her. <laughs> You have to follow her because Erica Du is blowing, is, yeah. is blowing the doors off, and she's like, "You don't have to follow that." And Jill just gives this laugh, like, <laughs> "Have you ever seen me? Perform? Have you ever right. seen me perform?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." Stand up, ladies and gentlemen. I love that moment. I love that moment we, so we, much. We go, go, I'm gonna go ahead. And, we, we, we gonna have to get out this Jill Scott moment because you oh, know yes. how I. Yes. Yeah, Jill Scott. <laughs> is a force <laughs> and this this is absolutely like remember you remember it was that i don't know how much you saw jill scott during the who is jill scott years oh like mm. between the first and second so it did get to that moment where she, when she would perform and she would remix her own song yes mm-hmm. yes
that that performance of Is It The Way or The Way mm-hmm. in that movie oh is God. so ridiculous. Just the rock edge they put on that was mm-hmm. amazing. And listen, I understand Jill Sky is a beautiful woman. I'm not, mm. I don't feel a way about y'all feeling away because I saw the movie twice because the first time me and my girlfriends were really just watching Common and Most Deaf and okay. Black Thought and Big Daddy Kane and, <laughs> and John Legend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then we had to go back and actually see the movie. Right, right, so, right. It's they say okay. Jill Scott in the credits. Was she in the movie? I, was like, I don't remember seeing that. Ha- that happened. <laughs> but they are also common. young and beautiful. Whew. Yes. They're so young and beautiful. Yes. That most deaf. Don't get me started. Yeah, uh, that's another performance. Ooh. Yeah. Most it. deaf, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- you're talking about a force. You're talking about an, an immensely talented person. Immensely. And like. And hilarious, you know. Yes. Dave Chappelle brought up that point about, you know, how so many comedians, you know, want to be musicians. So many musicians are actually really funny. Um, oh, but I did want to get back to the Jill Scott, Erica Badu thing. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that was so good about this part was um, when they went into the Root song, the, oh, you know, yeah, worry you about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, knowing the history behind that, knowing that when they originally did that song, mm-hmm. That Jill Scott was actually supposed to be singing. Didn't she yeah. write it? She wrote it. She wrote it. Yeah, right. And then the record company was like, "We don't know a Jill Scott. <laughs> we need we need you to put Erica Badu on this." Who is Jill Scott? We don't know a Jill yeah. Scott. And like to see them sing together, I thought was really dope. Wasn't that fantastic? That was yeah. fantastic. Like, don't you love that energy between the two of them? Yeah. 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 It was so it was so great to see. You know, just talking about how organic it was and, and just knowing that they flow so well together, but very confident in their individual abilities. Yes. yes. Without letting yeah. ego, you know, oh, supersede yeah. anything. It, ego doesn't supersede anything. However, you know, the world at large probably doesn't know that story. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So as far as they know, it's Erica Badu on the hook. Right. And that's and that's the sound you're listening for mm-hmm. when you hear the chiming of that song coming up. Mm-hmm. And Erica Badu knows that. Mm-hmm. But she still is in the back. Yes. Right. Because she also knows that she knows the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And she knows God bless Erica Badu can can crush on a stage. Oh God. But all the time. there's a reason why man. performers, you know, we get it all out before Patti LaBelle gets on stage. Right. And there's a reason why Erica Badu was behind Jill Scott singing Jill Scott's part. Because mm. Jill was going to just break this down. Like, she killed it. Because if you were worried... <laughs> mm. Mm. Man. That was amazing. That's a really... That's an amazing performance. That's an... It's, there's so many good ones in there. Uh, I've seen this movie... Probably three or four times, mm-hmm. and I know this movie. I was still shocked and amazed when the damn Fuji's came out. <laughs> you don't get over it. You never get you over never it. Like, you never get over get it. Over seeing, like I actually wrote. I think I make. What did I? Where's? I, I just. I said. I wrote in my notes. Jesus, he got the Fuji's together. Yeah, he's like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a miracle. Because no one, it wasn't like we were looking for them. I think that's the thing. It's like when I think Soulquarians. How are you looking for the Fuji? I'm not looking the for the Fuji. Fuji's don't even exist no more. <laughs> it's just like the Fuji's is a concept. Right. Right. 
But you're right. When you think of the Soquarians, you're not necessarily, you don't go to the Fugees. Mm, you do you know? not. You go Jill Scott, Most, Common, Erica Badu. Right. Mm. You know. Um, Talib Kweli. D'Angelo. Yeah. 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 D'Angelo? Bilal. You know, I don't know. He's he's an enigma. He should have been there. He's an enigma. He doesn't you know always show up to things. D'Angelo. I never thought about him until this yeah. exact second. I, but I he's he's him. just as much as Aquarian I was like, is. Why was D'Angelo there? Yeah, but he. I mean, he's an enigma. He doesn't really. I know. But, but the Fugees. But that, they got the Fugees together. Yeah, Lauren Hill, who is equally an enigma. An enigma. You know. Yeah. yeah. So don't. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was like she was like, What'd you say? Where where I've been? It's like the great sadness. Lauren Hill is the great sadness <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> like she's the great sadness. Yeah. Lauren Hill. Yeah. I, I also like that um, you know, because this is a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um and there is a little bit of a a through line of a story here because yes. there's Dave, you know, wanting to to do the the concert right you know finding the venue really cool finding like this broken angel place and yeah the weird story of this weird con- <laughs> oh my gosh they're amazing yes <laughs> lives there um <laughs> and then him visiting all these these places in in and around where yeah. the concert's going to be and yeah him taking them in you know him being playful with the kids yeah and him allowing the the artists to meet the kids because speaking of the, mm-hmm. the, the the Fugees you got prize I mean not prize um Wyclef. Wyclef does a really great moment with the with the marching band that he yeah. brings from yeah. Ohio um and and it's one of the, the the best scenes in in the movie is when Dave just races along the street with this little boy yeah. <laughs> it's just such a, just such a joyful yeah. moment and then there's the whole energy of the concert and everybody getting along and everything like that and then it leads into not only the reunion of the Fugees, mm-hmm. but they are grace gracious enough to give you at least a little window into their world, mm-hmm. yeah. the backstory, you know, hints of some answers to questions yes. right, everybody right. has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you're really getting it from their point of view and you feel like you know while they're not going to give you the whole story and that's right. fine this isn't, isn't the place for it they're still being very honest about yeah. it yeah yeah which i also think speaks to the environment that dave Chappelle creates in and of himself being so authentic that everybody feels right. safe yeah. enough right. to be themselves mm-hmm. and thus be open a little bit. Yeah. You know, Erica Badu, I think the wig going off, if that happened to her at her concert, she probably would have wrote with it the same way. Oh yeah, she's like that period. Like just right. across the across the board. But it easily could have also been a thing, mm-hmm. right? But that, you know, this is going to be shown. And then and it's not. It's it's it, you don't even feel it. It just feels mm-hmm. just like part of the energy of the of the yeah. thing. Yeah, it's great. It's, it it really is cool. Yeah, and, and like I said, they, they give you a little window into like you know some stuff there. And, and you're right. It is a great shame. The Fugees and Lauren Hill is just a great. The funny thing uh, is, I remember after it was over, we all thought, oh well, maybe the Fugees are like maybe they'll come get back. They, they probably like, thought that too. Well, I think looking at it today. You can watch them falling apart. 
on the screen. Yeah. Like they're barely holding it. Like Proz and Wyclef are barely holding it together in that scene mm. with them together. And then, you know, Lauren Hill. I love some Lauren Hill, but she has never been the stable personality in the yeah, room. Yeah, because so. it's almost like when she come when the Fugees come out, it really still is all about Lauren Hill because the biggest questions are really surrounding her. Yes. So even yes. with them performing, it's still going to be, we see Wyclef. We might see prize, <laughs> might not ask about prize, no. but... I mean, no disrespect whatsoever. Prize? You know, is, is that Prize? <laughs> but our questions are, what is going on with that over there? It's, it's the great sadness. It's the great sadness. Great. And for it to end on that note is just... Did you ever see her? Have I ever seen Did Lauren Did you ever Hill see Lauren Hill perform? Yes. Good and for I you. totally forgot that I've seen... Her but it was It was the Fugees. It was Smoke and Grooves. Mm. Okay. Back in the day. Oh yeah, that's. I think that was a good tour. Yeah, it was a really good tour. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Buster, Cypress Hill. Um, yeah, that was a really good show. Do you see? You ever seen her? Before? I've never seen her live. I saw the Fugees. Best concert I've ever been to. The Fugees and the Roots were touring together, mm-hmm. and they were switching off mm. on closing the show. Goody Mob opened for them. Ooh, Ooh that does sound like a good show. And then I saw Lauren Hill. When she was touring for the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and guess who opened for her? Who? Outcast. Oh. So I have two really good Lauren Hill. Yeah. Memories. Yeah. And Hold then on it, to those. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I actually have a funny story about Lauren Hill, like a personal story that I found out way later in life. So my dad, as we've discussed, passed away okay. not too long ago. And one day we were in the family room watching TV. She was on something. And he said, out the blue, I'm good and grown. You don't remember playing with Lauren Hill when you were little? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember playing with Lauren Hill when you were little? No, I do not. Now, we're a couple months apart. Okay. Okay. And I um, was born in Rochester, New York, and then we moved to Binghamton when I was really little, like before I was even four years old. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you used to play with Lauren Hill. No, I do not remember. So he goes into saying that my godparents, evidently, are friends with her her parents, and, you know, she's from Jersey, like North Jersey. And evidently, they were all cool, and we used to all play together. And he said the funniest thing he was talking about. He was like, Yeah, I remember, like, you know, guys, I don't know if we had a sleepover or something. And she was, you know, sleepy. Like, I mean, she just looked like a regular baby. Yeah, she looked like a regular baby. She wasn't. <laughs> Why are you just telling me this? Wow. It was the most random. St- and he just went back and just kept watching TV. He's like, wow. yeah, man. He's like, are you serious? Random. Wow. So, so weird. Well, now your life mission has to be to, 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 to tell this to <laughs> So weird. That is kind of weird. It's so weird. And they looked at me like, you don't remember? No, you never told me. How am I going to remember? I was like two. That's insane. That's so, it's so strange. That's insane. Um, what else you got about Dave Chappelle's block party? Um, I think one thing that I really love about this movie right now is that, you know, being in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. is that there's so much Philadelphia history, not just with the roots. Um, but you know, and James Poyser being in the roots, but mm. you have a lot of musicians that are still in Philadelphia, still yes. playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Cappy, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Trumpet is in the band. You have Jeff Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. You have a very young Adam Blackstone. Ooh. Crazy bass player, you know, who's now the music director for everyone in the world, <laughs> you know. Uh, and to see him young and playing, um, I thought that was really dope. You know, to be able to just look and see, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're still, these are, you know, the early days, but there's still musicians that are playing. It's still, Philadelphia has such a rich history and so many incredible musicians that I think I heard someone say, it might have been James Poyser. Um, I interviewed him, like I think, like a couple months ago. And he was talking about there's not really, you really cannot find a touring band that does not have one Philadelphia musician. That's true. You know? I've actually heard that for, like, jazz people. Oh, yeah. That. Like, don't yeah. say that in the 60s. Yeah. 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 It's, it's always been, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know... The shine kind of like, you know, sometimes like looks another way from mm. year to, from, you know, some eras. But it's always yeah. been there's a through line of great yeah. Philadelphia musicians. Right. And that mm-hmm. touring thing, like like I've always heard about touring slash studio slash working musicians. Right. Like actual mm-hmm. players. Yeah. There's always a Philly element. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, heard that for years. Always. And for me, it reminded me, I mean, I think Questlove was talking about how they used to always play together um, at the Wetlands, I think, mm-hmm, in New mm-hmm. York. So, but it very much reminded me of, and some some listeners might remember this back in the day, Black Lily. Yeah, I was about oh, to yeah, say Black, right here spot, at, at the Black, Fop Spot. Exactly. Before it burned down. Right before it burned down, yeah. you know, and you still had the same, a lot of the same musicians and artists mm-hmm. that you saw there. Like, I remember, I think I moved to Nashville the week after Joe or before or after Jill Scott's album came out. And I remember okay. Kindred Family Soul announcing right. it, you know, at five that's spot, right. you know, that's so right. it's to me, it reminded me of that era too. And that yeah. was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, and, and I think what also gives the energy to this, you were talking about the musicianship is that these are a lot of hip hop acts with live instruments behind them. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like, and that's, that's what kills on mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Um, another great moment, speaking of that, is Dead Press. Ugh. Oh my goodness. That was such a good moment. That is such a good moment, especially when you hear them almost lose the crowd. <laughs> But pull them back in. Yeah. Such a powerful yeah. moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Such, such, and, it's, and it's so hip hop. And mm-hmm. you realize that if there's an act that that audience has not heard before, it's dead, it's press. dead press. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great. Oh, my God. And Chappelle is a huge Dead Press fan. Well, when you think well, about how they're situated in the film. Yes. Like they come towards the end and then they play It's Bigger Than Hip Hop mm-hmm. over the credits. So yeah, Dave Chappelle loves Dead Press. Yeah, oh, that was such a great moment. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, this was you, you, you rep represented uh, Wastax, right? Yes, which was a concert that was done, you know, um, in support of the race riots back right. in the '60s, right? In uh, in Los in Los in Angeles Watts. in Watts, mm-hmm. yeah. The difference. And it's a very prominent difference between this and that. And we like that movie. Oh, yeah. The yeah, film yeah. that came from that. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, Richard Pryor is kind of like the, the chorus yeah. in that yeah. thing, filmed mm-hmm. separately. And, that, and it works for that. 
But what's missing from that film, at least as far as I remember, is that you know it's for benefit of Watts. Right. And Watts is in the house there, in that stadium, all those people. Mm -hmm. Right. But you don't feel the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. True. You don't feel the area of Watts. True. Watts itself is not a character in that. Right. Movie. True. And Brooklyn very much is. Yeah. Brooklyn is a character in this movie, and that's the difference. You, 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 you. He takes you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, you feel like you feel like like you're sitting on your stoop. Watching this concert, you know, having a good time because Mm -hmm. he's showing you all the angles from the rooftop, from the Mm -hmm. audience, you know, you know, um, through through the raindrops, you know, uh, it and that that speaks to Dave. And that also speaks to the director, uh, Miguel Gondry, you know, give Mm -hmm. him some love. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, that speaks to that. I, I, I loved experiencing this this movie. I watched this, like I said, I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here in the studio. I hit play and I had to go over because I was cleaning. I was cleaning up mm-hmm. around here and I was putting, I put a book back on the shelf right after I hit play. Mm-hmm. And by the time I had put the book back on the shelf, like, you know, the opening credits and mm-hmm. all that stuff, it flashed through and now it's on. Mm-hmm. With Dave's silly butt in front of the gate, <laughs> dancing and stuff like, like oh, Dave Chappelle, he's, oh no, he's helping to do with the car. Yeah, yes. he's helping to do with oh, the car. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god, I'm like Dave is my funny. He's my favorite comedian. I stood and watched that. I did not sit down till the end. Mm. I watched this whole thing standing up. Yeah, right there and standing in front of that television. Watch, I just experienced yeah. this movie. It was yeah. so great. I wonder how much of an influence Watch Sex was on him because now that you mentioned that, he has on a Richard Pryor T-shirt. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Yes, he does. So I wonder if yeah. that. And you know he's a student. A, oh you yeah, know he's a student of music yeah. and Pryor. Yeah, so. and comedy. Yeah. 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 So I wonder if he if that was you know intentional or if that was influence for him to create the film. Yeah. I also thought that this film showed that as much as people in the world of comedy want to put the the through line from Richard to Eddie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it really goes from Richard to Dave mm. because with with Eddie. As funny as he was, Eddie Murphy was great. Sure. But I never felt the personal with Eddie. I never felt Eddie opened up like Richard did. Eddie yeah. Murphy was never one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle definitely has always yeah, been absolutely. one of the people. I agree. Yeah. I think the through line is more to, yeah. to Dave. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I agree. And I think this was a uh, a window into that because he's not on stage. No. He's not performing. Mm-hmm. He's not doing bits, mm-hmm. you know. Except for <laughs> Oh. I know I think I know. The most know. ridiculous part of that movie when he pulls the guy up from the crowd yes. with yes. the free Tibet t shirt. Yeah, the, the worst freestyle yes. rap you will ever hear. Yes. Which what I think is so hilarious about that is that I found out later is that and you see it when you go back, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so clear. J. Cole, a very young J. Cole, is in the audience. Wow. So imagine knowing that you pulled this guy up. Right, right, and instead J. Cole. Of, right. Yeah. Instead wow. of 
a very young J. Cole who's yeah. most definitely very capable yeah. of holding his own. But yeah. then you got this guy that comes up on stage who is absolutely terrible. Well, Dave knew what he was doing. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> he said he was going to battle. Yeah. He was so awful. <laughs> he was terrible. Because while Dude was bad, Dave was a bunch better. Dave was just funny with it. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, my gosh. That's all. Um, what can I say? I, yeah. I, look. It's a great time capsule. It is a great I, time capsule. I mean, capsule. we talked about how young everybody looks. I love the fact that John Legend isn't quite John Legend yet. He's mm-hmm. still like kind he's of not, nerdy. He's not really put together. Right. He's about a week past when he should have gotten a haircut. <laughs> But like he the backup dude, yeah, because he was just the backup yeah, dude at backup that point. Dude. But but he definitely is on kind of like the ledger. But had, had his album come out in two thousand? I feel like, okay. I'm trying to Maybe think. It just hit. I think it just hit. I, think I don't. It just I don't hit. think we were getting ordinary people, John Legend. We hadn't okay. gotten. I think or- we right. were getting like that great song that he came out with, and yeah. then he was on good music mm-hmm. because right. actually someone else who's there, Keisha Cole, is actually there. That's She's right. in the credits. Oh, right. You see her, but she never performs. Yeah. Yeah. We're also getting pre-Kardashian Kanye, which how great was how, how great pre-Kardashian was that? Kanye. There's a moment where the band is playing Jesus Walks Mm -hmm. and Kanye smiles. Yes. And you can see on his face that he is genuinely happy and 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 complimented. Yeah. Like I honestly can't believe you all learned my song. Yeah. And he smiles. Yep. And it's like, oh Yep, it's early. Good when he had good music and John Legend, Keisha Cole's on good music and like um Common's on good music and just I like that Common is here, but he doesn't really perform. Oh, but he's here. Yes, 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 he's there and he's (laughs) Yeah. Um and I also kinda liked uh him with and you'll have to remind me of this time Mm. because the most performance you see him because he's on stage. That's oh yeah, all over. Somebody who's just jumping on stage, mm-hmm. just right, right, right. There, you know, because he 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 doesn't have like a, he doesn't do a track. He doesn't mm-hmm. do a common track. Uh, 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 well, I guess he does the light um, because Erica Badu. Oh, I love of my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Um, but him and Erica Badu. Yeah. yeah. I like that little vibe with one hey, another. Um, and I don't remember. It was they were, after the breakup. After, right. It yeah. was after the breakup. Hey, Erica, keep him close. Erica, keep him close. I don't know what Erica Badu puts on you. <laughs> that I juju. suspect it involves catfish. <sighs> well, Common actually, uh, I just went to the Roots picnic a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and Common was the surprise guest on uh, QLS. Oh, live cool. QLS. And Fonte, who is a fool, was talking about the relationship between Common Erica Badu and her being in the video, which it was originally supposed to be Lisa Bonet in the yes. video and all that kind of stuff. And Fonte was like, you know, we just, there's nothing like that light skin on light skin love that y'all had. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that y'all was, you know, still remained okay during that part. I'm like, it was so ridiculous. But yeah, it was cool to see them together yeah. and, and perform that. That was dope. Yeah. Um, so would you recommend people see this film? I recommend it. See the film by the soundtrack, even though it doesn't have the Fugees on there because contracts label issues, good grief. But 
yeah, I recommend I recommend anybody to see the film. Not just yeah. be, not just because of the music, as you said, the story and how mm-hmm. it incorporates Brooklyn. You know, even the the school where Biggie went to school and yeah. you know, yeah, talking to little C's. Yeah, little C shows up. Little C shows up. Yeah, just out of blue, just talking to the C's. Yeah, and just um, and to witness Dave Chappelle in a different light as a music lover. Still hilarious. Yeah. That's just who he is. Yeah. But just seeing him as this you know person that wants to put music together pre Twitter. You know, pre-Instagram, you know, and just very organically people lining up, seeing it pre on the website. Weights. Pre, pre-what? Weights. Because this is, this is, talk about a young Dave Chappelle. Oh, pre-weights. Yeah. Yes. This Dave Chappelle so is not lanky. walking in the building anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. so lanky. Dave I mean, Chappelle now ate this Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just pre, you know, it's pre this, pre that, but then it's also, you know, the end of this and the end of that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, as you said, it's a great time capsule. So yeah. I would highly recommend it. Me too. Me too. It's a great film. Yeah. It's a great, it's a fun time. Uh, like you said, I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love the soundtrack as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Check out Dave Chappelle's Block Party. It's streaming. Catch it. Sit down. You will not be disappointed. Mm-mm. Get some ribs, some some potato <laughs> salad. <laughs> Sit down and chill. That was the only thing missing from this black party. There was no potato salad. Right, right, no right. I was looking for the potato salad. There was no potato salad. Yes. Because it's that narrow window where you have to get the potato salad, but then they leave it out too long. That's true. <laughs> and it's like true. the flies and mm-hmm. hot mayonnaise. So like oh you have that gosh. narrow window mm-hmm. to get your potato salad. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Good point. So, good point. Yes. Good point. Um, Toya. Yes. The first time I heard. Yay. Cool podcast. Thank you, guys. Your love letter to music, as it were. It It is. What's that all about? Uh, It's my love letter to music. I am, as you can hear, a huge music nerd. And I cannot tell you what I wore yesterday, but I can tell you. The first time I heard Luther Vandross, the first time I heard Nirvana, first time I heard Foo Fighters, first time I heard Jill Scott, first, you know, just I can tell you all these different memories that I have. And so I wanted to put it in a podcast and talk about these moments and talk about these moments with other people that truly love music and truly get it and other creatives and and notable figures that can really chop it up about this, you know, Mm -hmm. and talk about the first time they heard Mm -hmm. particular artists and how this person's music has influenced their life. And some people, it might be very obvious You know, it might be a musician talking about another musician, but it might not. It might be an author talking about a musician. It might be, Mm -hmm. you know, in different ways. It might be someone that, you know, is involved in gospel music that you wouldn't expect talking about somebody in rock. You know, it's um, it just shows how important music is to our life's, you know, soundtracks and how universal universal it is exactly and how it just really unites people. And so that's that's the thought behind it. Right. That is really that is really dope. very it's a cool, very cool concept. It uh, really is. Uh, it's out there. It's available wherever podcasts are available, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she's got a, a couple of episodes. A really cool one that you did would talk about the first time that you heard Brian McKnight. Yes. And what I love about that one is that you, I like talking to people that really know the history of this artist. Right. And so that was with uh, author Melissa Watkins, Mm -hmm. who hilariously goes down 
her list of things that uh, you will see in every Brian McKnight video <laughs> from him running with a tank top to him yeah. on a motorcycle to him trying to two step next to a beautiful young lady. Um, she goes into, you know, give Brian McKnight his things. That's her yes. big thing about him being nominated multiple times for a Grammy, never getting it. Um, and she just runs down this list. You know, we, we have an argument about you know his his up tempos versus his his slow mm. songs you know and so i like that i being able to even you yeah. know debate or just chop it up about different things with people that really understand the music and you've got an episode up there um uh that you did with uh alan love alvin love yes alvin love, uh, the third about, yeah um kenny loggins yes which was really cool because you know a little bit of transparency uh i i helped produce help produce the mm -hmm. show you yes. know Thank believe you. me i just help I, <laughs> I, 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 she comes here to the studio. Turn that knob. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. It, it, that's pretty much what I just sit here. She, you know, my hand is her mouse. Oh and my she just gosh. moves it along, and, that, and that's what happens. Um, <laughs> but we did, we did that one, and mm. she swore to me that, and I like Kenny Loggins, but I wasn't like you know, right, 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 Kenny Loggins, right, right. right. Uh, but she swore to me, like, Len, you will appreciate Kenny Loggins. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, 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 I do have to say that I have uh, See? added his discography to my Okay. Because right. what we talk about specifically in that episode is that there is a pocket of Kenny Loggins' career that is very soulful. Yes. Yes. Very soulful. Yeah, and that right. I wish, you know, would permeate through other areas. But I think that's, you know, a great thing about being an artist. You can try this. You can try that. Whatever. But um, that's what Alvin and I talked about that there's this very specific pocket that um, includes Michael McDonald and was, Stilly Dan. Was that, that sort of yacht rock. Yacht rock. Mm -hmm. See, he understands yacht oh, rock. Yeah. We talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Very yacht rock pocket. Oh, I'm even, down. Yes. <laughs> and even, I'm down. And even with um, their side projects that he's done on certain smooth jazz mm -hmm. albums, you know, mm -hmm. he's just... I wish he would just bring that back around. But in the meantime, you know, we have a good pocket of music that he's given us. And it was really great talking to Alvin about that. Because we, we Alvin and I personally have this thing where we talk about not footloose Kenny Loggins. Yeah. So when someone says, Kenny Loggins, you know, if someone asks me who's your favorite underrated, and I say Kenny Loggins, not footloose. Get away from footloose. There's so much more. This is it. Kenny this is it. Love will follow Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Songs with Patty Austin, and mm -hmm. um, I think he did one with Babyface. I think there's like a Babyface producer. There's so much. So what's coming up on? What do we have to look forward to on first? Yeah. <gasps> oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm very excited to say that um, we'll be talking about all kinds of artists. I have Queen Latifah. Nice. Um, we have to talk, talk about Luther Vandross because that is my favorite singer of all time. Nice. And I have a very specific memory about the first time I heard him and I have a very special guest for that. Um, I'll be doing one on Jam and Lewis. Oh, cool. nice. Yeah, and talking about the first time I heard Jam and Lewis um, which is very distinctive and you know, their their catalog is bananas. Mm -hmm. um, Foo Fighters okay. is another one. Nirvana is another one. Mm, that's um, a good one. Tribe Called Quest. Oh! Um, so the Vince wants to be on the tribe called Quest. I'm telling you right now, Vince can quote like liner notes on the tribe called Quest album. Jill Scott, Usher, uh, TLC. Um, gosh, I just there's so there's so many, there's so many. But those are the ones that I I have written down and lined up and have my guests lined up. And when you get around to the Rude Boys, I'll be there. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> if the tribe called Quest. 
person trips and hits the head. <laughs> you said the rude boy. <laughs> Wait, though. Are You Lonely For Me is one of the best Thank slow you. jams ever. Thank People you. don't know. Oh, that song is cold. I was going to just say it's written all over your face, but y'all See? went deeper in the catalog. Deeper in the catalog. Yes, because they've had more and than by one deeper, album. Yes. In the catalog. <laughs> Like they're rude. Did they do something besides written all over? They had like good three or four songs. Three or four. They really did. They had two albums. I can name two more than what Gregory Abbott had. (laughs) (laughs) Message. (laughs) Message. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Before we tell you what's coming up next week, I invite you to send us all of your. your thoughts, your your comments, your concerns to michellemission at gmail.com. Michelle is spelled M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Also, like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Michelle Mission. Join the Facebook group, the Michelle Mission, where we have a whole lot of fun conversing with all of our missionary fans. You can also check out our show in an edited form as a radio show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on WPPM 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Power Media here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection and you can wake up with me show every monday morning at 9 a.m on wkdu 91.7 fm the voice of drexel university the Michelle mission is available as a proud member of the podglomerate podcast family family the podglomerate curated podcast for your buds Okay. Oh, so, and I also want to let you know that July 13th, the Michelle Mission will be live in Brooklyn at Blurred City Con, where we will be doing a very special live performance of the show, reviewing the sci-fi classic Men in Black with a classic guest in and unto himself. For Marvel's Runaways, we sit down with Ryan Sands to review Men in Black at Blurred City Con. Go to themeshowmission.com and events and get all the information about that great event coming to your way Saturday, July 13th. People want to get in touch with Toya. The first time I heard, they can go to... What's Good Toya? That is on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram and yeah all that stuff like that yeah right. what's good toya and if you want to check out uh the first time i heard live i don't know whether or not this will be her first live event it will be well then her first live event yes. will be here in philadelphia nice as part of the respect the women's podcast festival yes thank oh, you i can't wait to see what you got planned for that me too that's going to be insane that's coming your way August 23rd to the 25th here in Philadelphia at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House go to respectpodfest.com for more information about that great festival the first time women's podcast festival All right, next week on the Me Show Mission I believe it will be if this is time correctly, the first week in July. However, however, we have a leftover from Black Music Month that Vince is dying for us to get to. It's not a leftover. It's an encore. Encore. It's an encore. I'm not finished with it yet. 
you're not done. Not done yet. A film from 1998 that I think has kind of fallen through the cracks. I would agree. When yes. we talk about black films and certainly black musical films. Um, starring um, a great cast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Lorenz Tate, Layla Rashawn, Vivica Fox, Halle Berry, and Little Richard. Mm-hmm. The story of Frankie Lyman. Oh. In his many loves. <laughs> the many loves. 1998's Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Oh, excellent. Next week on The Me Show Mission, ladies and gentlemen, tune in. It promises to be a good one. Until then, she's Toya. He's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. Who shot Tupac? If we don't get them, they gon' get us all. I'm down for winning them, phone them crackers in the city hall. We ride for y'all, all my dogs. Stay real. Nigga, don't think your record deal gon' feed your season, pay your bills because they not. MC, get a little bit of love and thank they hot. Tell my how much money they got. Nigga, all y'all records sound the same. Look at that fake thug, R&B rap scenario, all day on the radio. Same scenes in the video, monotonous material. Y'all don't hear me, though. The record label slang I taste like dope. You could be next in line and sign and still be writing rhymes and broke. You rather have a Lexus or justice, a dream or some substance, a beamer, a necklace or freedom. See a nigga like me don't play hate. I just stay away. This real hip hop and it don't stop till we get them crackers on the block and call it. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.